Hi, this is You and Me and Everyone We Know, a podcast we're all making together. Whether you're listening right now or you're a guest on this podcast, you're part of a community. You are not alone. You're not alone. We're all connected to each other right now. In every episode of this podcast, one person is sharing what life is like for them right now in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. Thank you for taking time to listen to their voice and taking the time to connect. And remember, we are really, truly all in this together. Today, we're talking to Joseph. Joseph and I met in Uganda in 2013. We worked for the same humanitarian organization, but my desk was in Minneapolis in the U.S., and his was in Changwali Refugee Settlement on the edge of Uganda. We had no idea then that we would work together across the years, all throughout Uganda, doing some of the most meaningful work of our lives. And we had no idea we would become dear, dear friends. Joseph and I became fathers at the same time. He and his wife, Olive, welcomed two daughters into the world in recent years. I love getting to see pictures of them growing up, and I love hearing their voices on this episode. Yesterday, Joseph jumped on the phone with me after a grueling four hours in Kampala traffic to sit down with his girls and tell me how coronavirus is just starting to affect the community he lives in. And he reminded me that Uganda has been through so many, many epidemics. I was grateful to hear what he's learned from those experiences. Okay, Joseph, we're recording. Yes, Brent. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you, I am so, so happy to talk to you right now. <laughs> I'm happy too. And it's, not just because I'm, it's not just because I'm uh, stuck at home with no one to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't know. I assume you're following like all the news of the like whole world because that's the kind of person you are. Yeah. Um, so from my situation, we have uh, kind of decided that I'm going to stay home with the kids. We're kind of doing this self-isolation time right now. Yeah. So it's very nice to hear your voice. Oh, thank you. So um, what's uh, what's happening in Kampala? Uh, to start with, I would say it's uh, crazy, crazy. Uh, so many conspiracy theories about uh, this uh, COVID-19. But uh, Interesting. What's, in, what's in, like, everybody has completely a different view about all this. But uh, in mm. Kampala, particularly the government, they're trying all their best to raise awareness as much as they can and also to mm. push out information to the communities or to the masses about how the virus spreads, how can people avoid it, where to find all the materials to use to avoid this. So, like, almost we are having, like, uh, a daily update on whatever is happening, or even if it's a suspected case from what region. Like, the guys are working yeah. around the crop within 24 hours or less. They come to say, yeah, uh, the person is negative, or oh, it wasn't this, it wasn't that. But... Like all TV stations, it's like and radio stations, the awareness is really massive. Uh, they brought on cultural leaders, religious leaders. This is quite interesting. Like some traditions in church, like for the 
Catholic Church like shaking hands uh, along the mass, all those things have been put on hold and people are willing wow. to do that. So like uh, organizations, some are already encouraging people to learn how to work at home because it's a new thing, but they're encouraging people uh, to self-identify themselves if you feel like you have a fever, you have a flu, or you've got a cough, please, they're encouraging you to stay at home, don't report to work, until you yeah, see wow. a medical person. So, basically, in Kampala, I feel like uh, the government has done it so much, it's based on its toes, uh, like, not like it's it, on its toes in the bad way, but like, actually, they are on top of their game, as far as information dissemination is concerned. As you are aware, like all the region here, that's uh, Rwanda, uh, Congo, Kenya, all these places have registered a case. So Uganda remains like slightly in an island that it hasn't registered a case so far, but uh, containment and all precautionary measures are in place to make sure uh, nothing happens. So far, so good for sure in terms of uh, containment. Wow. So, okay, you were telling me that you it took you four hours to get home through traffic. Do you think the traffic has anything to do with uh, the virus? I don't think so. Like, it's just bad weather, like changing in weather. Just patterns. normal Kampala? <laughs> yeah, normal kind of Kampala madness. But, like, change. Like, today we had a very heavy downpour, like, for two hours, like, in the morning. Like, traffic was crazy. It took me, like, uh, two hours making it to town this morning and it usually takes me let's say 40 minutes like sometimes crossing through where I live to office so but coming back it was more terrible like I left 6 uh, I, I reached home at 10 so it was damn crazy like way abnormal however much traffic wow. is crazy in Kampala but 4 hours in traffic it was a mess <laughs> for a 40 minute drive that's yeah crazy. for 40 minutes like it's crazy so, um, do you think that there's a big worry about uh, the virus? Like, are you feeling any pressure or anything? Personally, I don't feel the pressure as an individual because I think precautionary measures are in place. I, I feel like I have all the information uh, to disseminate along, like across all the family or my friends. Because part of this, I would say social media has done also a very good job in bringing us all to this. So everywhere, even in person, whoever might still people are not are still confused, like what's coronavirus because they don't understand it. Like the, some people believe in seeing, they've not seen a victim of it, they've not seen all that stuff. But uh, personally, as an individual, I think um, I'm not nervous at all. But I think I'm in a better position now, even to support other people, like to kill the anxiety that might come with this. Because uh, yeah. if you're not that careful, actually, anxiety can also <laughs> turn into a problem with this. But for me personally, I think I have all the information. I've tried to do all the precautionary measures, washing hands, having sanitizers, trying to tell the family, hey, this is happening and all that stuff. Uh, equally, like colleagues at work and all the teams we work with. So I feel like uh, I'm confident enough that, uh, one, I have all the information. Two, I think if I follow all the health guidelines in place, chances are very minimal that uh, we shall be shaken because we can't be the virus. Anyway, if we all chose to isolate ourselves and take precautionary measures that they are told us, maybe it wouldn't have spread up to this level. But I think if we avoid crowded places, 
uh, wash our hands all the time, trying to cough into our arms as opposed to our palms. I think we have an opportunity of uh, sailing through uh, unbothered as we sit. So uh, let's wait and see. I hope that is true for Uganda, I have to say. <laughs> I, I hope I'm, I'm glad to hear that I'm glad to hear from a calm part of the world. Yeah, it is not feeling so calm here, Joseph. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you, Brain. Like all of, all of you guys have all the right reasons not to feel calm because think about it. The CDC budget cut down because this is what would have done this. Uh, the screening wasn't done like properly because probably a first case might have been noticed in uh, December. But then nobody took mm-hmm. everything as serious as that. But also the other third component, the politicking that has come into this, the politics of this, right? It's all that madness and the different angles that people are looking at it and uh, coming down to this one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, how's the family? How are they dealing with everything? Uh, the family is good. Like uh, my wife, obviously, for her, she understands. I stay with my sister also around here and brother for them to understanding. My two little daughters, mm, not so sure if they even understand what's going on. Uh, they <laughs> They're just playing as normal. Of course, like man, they can't take, they can't make sense <laughs> out of it at the moment. But uh, the grown-ups, how old are they like, now? <laughs> we just like uh, a three-year-old, mm, ish ish, daddy. How are you? Aww. This is this, but like, you know. Uh, not so mm. sure about even what your coronavirus you're talking about. Uh, Myra, who is one and a half, like she doesn't even know anything. So she'll hug you, like, you know, <laughs> regardless of whatever it is. But uh, but uh, my wife, my siblings, like, we're trying to share as much information as possible. Uh, everything we see, we just keep putting it together, like, how you take drinks, which age groups affected more. So we know there's no particular cure, but how does your body react to fight it? Because it's all about mm-hmm. boosting your immune as a person so that it fights back in your age. So it's all about all that information. So we're trying to feed each other with the information as much as possible and being and limiting our movements if we should be uh, to avoid crowds and uh, places we shouldn't be too if we really can't be there. So do you have, uh, okay, so you've lived through your, the years in which Uganda has kind of taken on all of these really intense diseases, uh, epidemics and pandemics, uh, Ebola and cholera and HIV. Do you have any advice for people like me or other people in my community or communities around the world who haven't been through something like this with their country? Do you have any advice? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, first thing is, I think we should press a pause button. Like, I always tell people, push pause, panic doesn't take you anywhere. That's the first step. Hmm. Because surely when you panic, you end up making more mistakes. That's the first step. Number two, we need to seek for information from official sources. Because there are always so much, like, uh, uh, so much uh, info- misinformation surrounding all these things when they come. So we end up doing things in the wrong way or consuming wrong information, and then we lose the focus. So we tend to forget, we, we tend to concentrate on the small things and we forget the big elephant besides us. 
So I would say let's look for information from the right sources, but also let's be positive or optimistic as this we are going through all these situations. Being optimistic or positive, we need to support each other in family or like in mm. communities. Like we can go through things like uh, community WhatsApp groups to make sure we stay together, we stay connected in the neighborhoods, even when we don't see each other physically, but we can keep pushing information through WhatsApp groups. We've seen groups trying to sing together, or like even one you put up a chorus here, another household puts it on, another one like, you know, and you send positive vibes to each other through all these things. Yeah. So I think how do we create positiveness even in the moments we think they are low in our lives. Because we shall only be defined by how we overcome obstacles that come our way, but not how we lament about them. So other question mm -hmm. is, what are you doing as a person to advance the message, to keep informing others, to keep circulating the positive information about this? Well, um, you are a person in my life who always makes me feel positive. You're so good at sending positive vibes. And I um, have really been just, I've just been a recipient of that positivity so much. And I think that's totally right. And I want to send out as much positive vibes as we can. And uh, I'll be definitely sending them to you and the kids and your wife and everyone. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Brian. Um, and uh, stay, stay healthy, okay? <laughs> thank you, stay healthy too. We shall do our best to stay healthy as much as we can, for sure. All right, sending you lots of love, Joseph. I will. Oh, my favor! I return the same to you, my friend, to your family, and everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Joseph, for connecting with me and for everyone out here who needs a friendly voice. If you want to be part of this podcast, go to heybrentlove.com and tap coronavirus podcast on the menu or find me on Instagram at heybrentlove. Wherever you're listening right now, you might feel scared. You might feel isolated. But please remember, you are never, ever alone. And even by listening, you're connecting to a wide web of people all of us working to get through this together. If you feel like someone you know, your mom, your Facebook friends, anyone, if they might be comforted by hearing how everyday people are getting through these tough days, please share this podcast. And if you'd like to talk to someone and share what's happening in your corner of the world, you can message me at heybrentlove.com or send me a direct message on Instagram at H-E-Y-B-R-E-N-T-L-O-V-E. -E. Can't wait to talk to you. Here's a bunch of love to everyone out there. We will get through this together.